So what, we watch anime So what, we play League We're just having fun We don't care who sees So what, we stay in It don't bother me Living young, pale and nerdy Hello and welcome to the Reading Entertainment Podcast, episode 160 for August 12th 2018. My name is Nathan Reed Spruth, and joining me this week we have Andrew Roe McFain. You have me, Andrew Roe McFain. You need to be a little bit louder, buddy. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened to you either, because you you sounded uh, you sounded like uh, I don't know. I sounded, sounded really weird. quiet, didn't I? Yeah, you did. Uh I would say we could start this over, but we're we're not going to do that. Yeah, so fuck it. we're just going to keep going. Um, so Connor, the cyberpunk monk Besh is not here today. He's in Texas, isn't he? He's visiting, visiting family. I so, don't, I don't, I'm not his keeper. Why are you not his keeper? I'm not his fucking, I'm not his little bitch boy. Yes, you his... are. Yes. No, no, oh, okay. No. So anyway, uh, cyberpunk monk's gone today. Earl hates us. Uh, Parallax abstraction never shows up, and Nick Lotus has a child, so it's only us. It's only us today. And it's the second person who's ruined their life. Uh, second, second woman working in the video game entertainment industry who has uh, had to drop their entire life because they went and had a kid. She doesn't. She works at NPR though. Went and had a kid ruined all the video games. She did. She did ruin all the video games. Anyway, way, way back when I when I actually had a website. Oh uh, yeah, eroaentertainment.com. Uh yeah, I had the, the a person whose uh, moniker was Vega. She had a kid, like a loser. Oh, I see. I see. You know, uh I'm really upset at you for stealing my naming scheme when you set up your website. Oh. Oh, me. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Anyway, uh, speaking of games, what games have you played this week? Played a lot of WarioWare Gold. WarioWare Gold, you say? Mm-hmm. It, what is that on? It. It's on 3DS. Oh, okay. And how was that? Yeah. It's um, it's all right. Uh, it's it's a good WarioWare game, but it makes me wish for something more along the lines of WarioWare touched that was it had so much more to it um, oh, okay like like WarioWare touched uh had an unbelievable amount of stupid little toys stupid little... i guess okay and and a lot of them had secrets in them that you could that you could do things to then unlock more stupid little toys to play with. Oh, I see. And I I liked that a lot. And now all that's just been reduced down to having a gotcha game and their achievements for oh, okay. doing for doing things. Did did you play anything else? Um, not. Not really. No. Shitty phone games. Yeah, just shitty phone games, really. Well, that's good. I have been playing a, a lot of XCOM 2, because I got that for $20 last week. Also, um, I'm terrible at XCOM 2. 
like completely awful at it and I keep losing people. So I'm really not that good. Uh, my favorite class though is the sniper. They make me very, very happy because they do a lot of damage, but I don't know. I'm just really bad at that game. I've also been playing rocket league and I play that of course on mixer and I have noticed something. It's a pattern with people. And so I got a new follower last night. Uh, seems like a nice guy. Names Goldstorm. And he's like, hey, man. He was in there for, you know, about 20 minutes. And he's like, hey, you mind if I if I join on you? And I'm like, hey, just so you know, I've been telling everyone this, that I'm not going to play with people. Um, I, I just need to keep it as a precedent that I'm just not going to play with people who randomly show up in chat and, and ask to play. So while... You know, I understand if you get upset with that and you want to like unfollow and leave, but that's kind of my rule. And then what we're going to do is later on, we're going to start having like community game nights where I will start like open lobbies for Rocket League or Jackbox Party Pack. And that way people can play with me. And he's like, that's fair. That's fair. And I'm like, also, if I create the precedent of somebody coming in, and playing the game with me, then other people would be like, well, you played it with this guy. Why won't you play it with me? So I just don't want to create that precedent. And right. and I've also noticed that a lot of people will come in and they'll ask to either play the game or trade and they'll follow. And then I say no and they'll unfollow and leave. And I don't want people that just want to come in and only follow me because I'll play games with them. You know, You know what I mean? That's so, like, depressing. Yeah, and then immediately, immediately someone comes in and he's like, hey, you want to play, or can I play with you? And I'm like, nah, man, and I tell him the same thing, and he instantly leaves. So, uh, it, and it happened, loser. it happened, yeah, it happened over and over that night. And for some reason, it's a big thing with that happening on Mixer with Xbox One, because I believe you can like one of the Xbox one gold games that you can play this month is rocket league. And so, uh, that happened, that just seems to happen a lot right now with a lot of people who are playing on Xbox. And so I just tell them no, and they unfollow and leave. So he's like, I see what you mean. And the guy to his credit, he stayed the whole stream and he showed up today when I streamed. So, uh, that's yeah. pretty cool. So, uh, you know, if, if there was anybody I'm going to randomly play with, it's probably that person because he's, you know, actually wanting to view the, the stream and have fun. Uh, another thing that happened last night with Mixer is, uh, did I, I told you that I'm going to start, I, I changed my the name of the people that follow me to members of the union. Um, I, I think I told you that, right? No. Uh, uh, when I was first starting out, like on Twitch, like six years ago, uh, somebody came in and they were they were a regular at the time. And they're like, you know, PewDiePie has a name for his followers. And I forget what it was. And, you know, this person has a name for his Gross. followers. And I'm like, what? Well, okay. So you think I should I should get a name for my followers. And so it makes them feel like part of the community. And they're like, yeah. I'm like, okay, so Retense Bitches. Anybody, <laughs> anybody cool with that one? And they didn't they didn't like it for some reason. And so I was thinking, I was like, you know, yeah. And so I was thinking, okay, maybe I should, I should actually do that now. 
And so now in 2018, I was like, okay, I'm going to, I think that a good way to, to do it would be members of the union because a union is kind of a community of people who tried to build each other up. And yeah, sure. so that, so that made sense to me. Well, guy comes in, his name is union guy. And he followed me. Uh, I was very, I was super happy. I was just like, Oh, Oh, I love this. This is perfect. So, uh, good night streaming on mixer.com forward slash Reeton. And, uh, I'm up to 175 followers. So not a ton, but I'm, hey, I'm getting, you're growing. That's what matters. I'm growing. I am growing. I am 25 away from, uh, my goal of 200 and 1825 away from potentially getting partnership status. So, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going on. I'm, uh, I'm almost there. I'm almost to partnership. So, um, and then I played, I did, I started up Monster Hunter World on PC, but I haven't played it yet. So, uh, I will probably play that tonight since we're not doing any Pathfinder tonight, since Connor is gone. So, anyway. Connor's a loser. Connor's a loser, yes. Let's move on to some stories. We have some, a lot of stories. We have a lot of stories this week, just because I don't know what happened, but this week was just the week of stories for us to cover. And so we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine stories to cover today. Delightful. Delightful. Uh, the first one is Wells Fargo. Have you have you ever used Wells Fargo? I knew somebody that worked there. Um, Wells Fargo is awful. I yes. had a I had a car loan through Wells Fargo for a while, and oh, they charged me I think seven percent interest, which Good I mean, Lord, I, I mean, isn't huge, but it's not. Uh, no, my sister had like fifteen or twenty percent interest before. Good, God. mine's like four. Uh, uh, well, I'll tell you what happened. Um, I went and I was like, okay, and and I had this loan for. Uh, less than a year, I think. And 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 the reason why they charge so much interest is because they actually want to make a profit, obviously. Yeah. They, they want to make a profit on that. And so I went to a credit union, and I saw that they were offering car loans for very, very low percentage. And I was like, okay, well, not very, very low, but like not the lowest I've heard of, but pretty darn low. And I talked to them and they're like, yeah, so we don't have to make a profit on this. Like we just, because we're all, because we're not looking to make a huge profit margin, we can offer lower percentages. And I was like, that sounds awesome. That sounds really good. And I go in and my car loan now is 1.99%. Because my credit score is fantastic. My credit score is higher than I, I have ever expected that it should be. So uh, they, they lowered my car pay or my car payment lowered by about $10 every month. And uh, instead of paying 7% interest, I now pay two. So very, very excited for that. But Wells Fargo is also really, really shitty when it comes to home loans as well. Did you know that? I mean, I knew that they were just shitty at all the loan game. They really are. And apparently there was a software glitch 
which made them foreclose on hundreds of houses. The software glitch, they say. Right, right. I, I don't believe this in the slightest, that it was a software glitch. Um, it says uh, in this article from Gizmodo, it says finance teams Wells Fargo admitted in regulatory filings this week that a software glitch had resulted in some 625 customers incorrectly being denied or not offered mortgage modifications, which approximately 400 of them subsequently losing their homes. So 400 people got foreclosed on because of a, quote, software glitch. I Again, highly, highly suspect on this. Uh, and then in the quote here, it says, Wells Fargo said the computer error affected certain accounts that were undergoing a foreclosure process between April 2010 and October 2015 when the issue was corrected. About 625 customers were incorrectly denied or loan a loan modification or were not offered one uh, even though they were qualified, according to the filing. In about 400 cases, the customers were ultimately foreclosed upon. Wells Fargo said in a statement that it was very sorry for this error uh, and that it Sorry, was guys. Provi- you know you lost your house and all. <laughs> It was providing remediation to the affected customers. Okay, here's the deal, though. That was three years ago when they found out about this glitch, and they're just now offering remediation. Some of these people could literally be dead. Yes. They could They could have become homeless and just died on the street. Yeah. According to a CNN spokesperson for the Wells Fargo, uh, denied that there was a clear direct cause and effect relationship between the modification Denials that arose as a result of the unspecified glitch, but did confirm that they had foreclosed on some people as a result. The company has set aside $8 million to compensate affected customers, which certainly doesn't seem like a lot to split among hundreds of people that lost their homes. Okay, so I want you to do some math for me. Okay, pull up pull up your calculator on Windows and mm-hmm. do $8 million divided by 400 people. Because I'm going to imagine that is a pretty low amount for each person getting their homes taken away from them. Well, let me, let me, let me, before I give you the actual number. Okay. Um, I can safely say that uh, there are cars that people buy that cost more than this amount of money. Okay. So it's $20,000. I, that is lower than I thought it would be. So, so $8 million divided by 400 is $20,000. You get $20,000 for having your home wrongfully taken away from you three years ago. Well, well, seven to seven to three years ago. Seven to three years ago. Because it started in, what, 2010? Oh. 2011? Okay, yeah. Yeah. So anywhere between that time frame. That is a remarkably low amount of money 
So is it is it time to like maybe I don't <laughs> maybe we should have some kind of regulatory commission or something? Yeah, some type of <laughs> some type type of deal that we could make. And or maybe we maybe we go in and go, hey, bank, maybe we should make sure that your shit is uh, is actually working right, so that people aren't you know. Dying. And this this is a company that makes billions of dollars of profit every year <laughs> with a b billions <laughs> and they're offering the people $20,000 what what i fucking hate even more than that is that wells fargo reached an agreement with the justice department to pay a 2.1 billion dollar fine yeah. To whom? Not the people that are actually affected by this. Just to the government, just to the Justice Department. It'll let them build some new statues. Like, so what, why isn't this money going to the people who actually suffered because of this? Yeah, at least. Okay, so I know homes are more than this, but at least $100,000 a person. Like that that would seem fair. Like I know homes in certain places are, you know, five, six, seven hundred thousand dollars. But you could have a pretty nice down payment with a hundred thousand dollars, if I'm correct. I I feel that if it, it, they they should be able to take a chunk of the money and pay it to the Justice Department for all the time and effort that had to go into into making this this lawsuit happen that involved Wells Fargo paying the fine and the rest of that should go to the actual victims yeah well yeah of like course. how that works in an actual fucking lawsuit i don't understand cuz it this always happens this way yeah that like that like the the FDA or the FTC or, or the FCC will sue a company because that company has done something shitty or stupid or just evil. And they have to pay a fine to the government entity, but any individuals who were affected by the problem directly get hardly anything, if anything at all. Yeah. I mean, honestly, look at the the subprime mor mortgage crisis, which again happened in two thousand nine. Was it was it two thousand nine? Two thousand. I mean, the the housing crisis was two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. Okay. Um. So we had the 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 housing crisis in two thousand eight, where we had banks getting bailed out by billions of dollars of taxpayer money. And yeah. the I, the idea behind that was, oh, we're gonna give these banks these this bailout, and then they're gonna take that money, and they're gonna be able to cheaply, very cheaply, loan it to um, consumers for you know pennies on the dollar, pretty much, and and they were charged a very very low interest rate in order to to take those and be able to charge their own low interest rate, uh, which, I mean, admittingly so, right now interest rates are very, very low. And 
However, the majority of that money was used, shockingly enough, with stock buyback of those companies <laughs> to make to make more money. And so they they weren't even being used correctly. I ah I hate I hate big banks. I really do. I I go through Chase and I hate Chase. But anyway, that that just shows that they only care about profit. And yep. the idea that there was a software glitch doesn't really it doesn't really fly with me. I'm 90% sure there was no software glitch that they were just denying these people these these loans or oh no i i don't know about that i i bet that it was it not so much a a glitch because that's just that's just a stupid throwaway term or a I feature bet it was more yeah it, I, yeah i think it was just a matter of uh similar to an article i read uh a month or two ago where um people were getting denied medicare uh coverage oh uh or their coverage was being modified to reduce the amount that they were allowed because of an algorithm. It was, oh. whoops. it was, it was a matter of um, like, like how YouTube does its automated bullshit. Yeah. It's the same thing. Um, actually the company I work for, we are a Medicare Medicaid provider company and most of our claims are done automatically. Oh. Uh, a vast majority of them, every everything is taken care of without a human even touching the claim. You know, we should and have I Medicare bet... for all, right? <laughs> you don't want my company doing it. Um, <laughs> but it, it, I, I bet it's a similar situation where the system wasn't denied or wasn't wasn't designed the right way, and it's denying people left and right that not necessarily should have been denied. Uh, with that that uh, medical coverage thing, the guy who um, I guess he he was like one of the head people uh, with this specific Medicare group um, looked over the uh, the process that the algorithm went through when making all these determinations and went oh oh yeah it made a mistake yeah it it, it should not have we we have it done wrong it, it's it's deciding wrong here uh yeah yeah, yeah but but lady, you uh... but but you guys have people there that actually look at that stuff if if it's brought up do you look at that stuff and say hey that's wrong so the only the only time at my company a human looks at something is if there is a dispute mm -hmm. or um if uh if the machine the the algorithms go i'm not sure or there's something ambiguous or there's a mistake here then a human looks at it so um, so what i'm what i'm trying to say right but the, now but the but the problem with with that is still how do you even get to the point of filing the dispute if you don't even know what you should be looking for yeah i totally and, agree yeah, and the, and the, a lot of people are going to go. Well, I I can try to fight this, and they'll try to fight it, and then Wells Fargo will go. No, you sign this paper that says we own you. Get out. 
Yeah. And and then they will they will run away because they already don't have a whole lot of money because how many fucking people are living paycheck to paycheck to begin with? Yeah. And <laughs> now the this bank is is threatening to take your home away and you don't have the money to fight a legal battle against a company that makes enough money enough money that a 2.1 billion dollar fine probably still isn't going to hurt them all that much yeah i totally agree and i have i still i still want to say that i don't think that the software glitch was a software glitch it was probably a feature not a bug in my opinion I I would not be surprised if it was just a misconfiguration. Yeah. Maybe it was an intentional misconfiguration, but I, I still think it was something that no one really knew it was going on and nobody cared. Yeah, I I think that they should um I, I also think twenty thousand dollars per person is just ridiculous for losing your home. That's like I think yep. in in the eighties, Reagan, I believe, or I believe that, yeah, in the 80s with Reagan, we gave, was it Native Americans or was it Japanese? We gave them reparations for putting them, I think it was the Japanese. We we, we gave them reparations for putting them in, in, you know, concentration camps. Oh, yeah, that would have been Japanese. And um, I think we gave them like $15,000, $20,000. Like, oh, sorry for locking you up. Like, <laughs> just... Terrible, terrible. Let's move on to the next story, which is actually a good story, especially for us because we're nerds. NAND prices are falling. And is this is this as ironic as I think it is? What do you mean? Because didn't wasn't there like a price fixing lawsuit against Samsung for DRAM and a couple of other for DRAM? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Not NAND. I, I thought it was just for flash memory in general. No, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure. I, okay. okay. Uh, I, I thought that was that was what it was because that would have been amazing. It would have been. It would have been. Would have been great. But it says uh, something to look forward to. NAND prices have been falling for a while, and it seems that trend is going to continue for the rest of the year. Uh, it says Dream or DRAM Exchange, part of the analyst from. Trendforce says that the price drop is due to the demand of NAND flash being weaker than expected. At the same time, improved yield rates and production capacity have uh, been yeah, have seen supply increase. So they're increasing the supply and the demand is low, which is lowering um, the prices on it, which is good. That's how that it should work. You shouldn't fix the prices after that, which I'm surprised that they didn't try to do. Uh, which is actually good. I saw a 120 gig uh, solid state drive for $28 the other day. Yeah, I know, right? Which was awesome. I didn't buy it, but I was like, that is that is pretty darn good. And uh, what what are you gonna buy? What what type of RAM are you gonna buy? I mean, NAND. Well, I mean... What type of NAND are you gonna buy? I mean, I I am definitely interested. I need to get I need to get a new uh hard drive for uh Katie's laptop anyway. Yeah. So it's pretty nice that now I'll be able to probably get 
like normally I would have to look at maybe getting a 256 gig, but yeah, now it's getting to the point where I, I could comfortably get a 500 gig without really thinking about it. I would think I, uh, the, the one thing I want to get is I have an M.2 drive right now, but the M.2 drive runs at normal speeds for a solid state drive. So it's not as fast as it could be because I got a pretty what? cheap one. Oh, okay. It's just because it's not a very good one. Yeah, it's just it's a Western Digital like blue uh, SSD, pretty yeah. much. Uh, and I kind of want to get like a Samsung. I believe it's Evo, and um, that has like double or triple the speed of what I have right now. Uh, what you could do also is they make PCI cards that are M.2. And then you could pop that in there and put a couple M.2 drives into your computer and speed it up. That's true, I guess. Do it. Do it. Or, or don't, I don't do it. Really, or don't really do need it. that much solid state memory. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, what I, I am going to need replacement hard drives soon, as I think... I think me old me old drives are finally starting to starting to get up there because my main drive was pretty bad before I put this solid state drive in that that's in there now, and now uh, my video drive is starting to lag whenever I'm editing. Oh no! And that's a spinny drive. Yeah, they're they're all. I only have the one solid state drive. Everything else is a uh, yeah. old hard disk. Wait, I would wait just a little bit longer. Because I am really excited for uh, Seagate's new dual head drives. Yeah, that'll I've... that'll be cool. And like I, I'm thinking, I'm probably going to have um, an external drive, or yeah, something like that. That I'll uh, that I'll bring around for for video stuff because I want to I want to have a uh, a Mac that I do a lot of my creative stuff on, and yeah. Then, use the uh use the pc for video games and i think the dual head one brings the speed up to like low ssd low ssd level yeah well like the cost doesn't really go up all that much yeah and that's that's the good thing is that cost doesn't go up and the speeds increase by like double or triple what they normally would be and and they also have the ability to go up to four different heads in that in that type of thing. So hopefully in a few years, we will have spinning disks that are as good as decent SSDs. Obviously not going to be good as good as like M.2 SSDs, but hopefully enough that the cost will be pretty low and the performance will be pretty high. So I'm really looking forward to that. Let's move on. T-Mobile's your favorite company, isn't it? Like, phone um, company? I mean, yeah, I guess so. They're all right. They're all right. Yeah. I recently switched from uh, Consumer Cellular. I think I told you. I, oh. I, I got Project Fi. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> the funny thing is, for the for the first day, I could text outgoing. I could make phone calls. And I could access the internet on my on my Google Fi. But incoming texts weren't working because the number wasn't fully transferred over yet. Oh, yeah, that's always a pain. And so I was like, what the hell? 
<clears throat> excuse me. And so, uh, other than that, Project Fi is pretty good. T-Mobile has unlimited plans. And apparently they're messing with the unlimited plans now, which they always do, right? Well, they're, they're, they're making a different tier of unlimited plan, which is like yeah. what, what such is a modern business yeah. thing. T- tell me about this. What is this? Like, what's the tier? What 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 is there and what gets taken away? Well, I was going to start talking and then I started coughing. Okay. Um, so That's why I kept uh, talking. Yeah. So basically, normal one thing is unlimited all the things all the time. Um, you get, uh, I think you get unlimited high well you don't get unlimited high speed data but you get like a ton of high speed data yeah um and you get throttled with like video right and and music i believe um but with the essentials plan you don't get any of the bonus stuff you don't get hotspot you don't get unlimited uh like or you don't get uh the the data thing with with music because you get like free music subscription i think or something like that or you get unlimited streaming with the it doesn't count towards your towards your limit right 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 like even though you're even though you're unlimited you get throttled eventually or something like that yeah you get throttled after like 18 gigs or something like that yeah but with the essentials plan you're paying less but you don't get any of that stuff. And if um, if you're paying less, you also get throttled if there's a lot of demand on the network at that particular point in time. Yeah, so if there's more people on that tower, you're going to be the, the secondary priority. So your speed's going to be limited so other people's speeds can be high. Right. Yeah. That's the, that's the main thing. And you I have think. to have auto pay. That matters. Um, well, you don't, you don't have to have auto pay. It just costs five dollars more per line with uh, if you don't have auto pay. Which um, so right now it says that's fifteen dollars per month. Plus, if you don't have auto pay, it's an additional five dollars. So it'd be twenty dollars a month without auto pay per line. Which per line, that's still not that's bad. not terrible. Well, yeah. that's not that's not exactly right though. It's um, it's sixty dollars for the first line. $30 for the next line and then every line after that is $15 per month. Okay, and so the first so if you have let's say um if you don't have auto pay set up, the first line is $65, the second line is $35 and then each additional line is $20. Yeah. I believe so, that's how it works. Yeah, in, in other words, if you don't need unlimited data, you Consumer cellular's way cheaper. <laughs> it is. It really is. Or even even Project Fi is cheaper uh, if you have the phone for it. Because that is the, yeah. the worst. The worst thing about Project Fi is that you have to have one of their phones. You have to have one of the phones that they that supports Project Fi, which is like you know all, any of the Pixel phones, uh, the Nexus Six P, I think. Um, a couple LG phones and a couple Motorola phones. Now they do have a Motorola phone that you can buy through them. That's only ten dollars a month, so that's not terrible. But it also, I mean, 
you get charged ten dollars per gig that you use so that is a pain and that's a little much but i only use about a gig maybe two gigs a month so my my bill total will be about 40 45 dollars altogether so it's not terrible and they they have hot spotting and all that jazz but again you have to pay per gig that you use so i don't know and consumer cellular is way cheaper so uh do you want to do you want to give them your referral phone number yeah yeah totally <laughs> just give out my your phone number on a podcast yes no <laughs> So that that is a thing that you can do is um, if you get referred by a friend, I believe you get $10 off your first bill and they get $10 off their next bill. And sometimes they'll do promotions where it's $20. So you'll get $20 off and they'll get $20 off. So it saves anywhere from $20 to $40 off of uh, both of your guys' bills, which is awesome with Consumer Cellular. I honestly like Consumer Cellular, but Project Fi, I'm planning on going to Japan next year. And Project Fi has free, un- f- it's free international roaming for text and data. It just comes out of your plan. And uh, phone calls are 20 cents a minute when you're in another country, which is really good for an international plan. Because I think Verizon charges you $10 a day for their international stuff. And then uh, like Consumer Cellular charges you a ton of money if you use data it's like uh some it's like 10 cents a, or 25 cents a megabyte if you're going and if you're in another country or something like that it's ridiculous so huh. yeah yeah it's it's scary ridiculous all right want to go uh want to switch to another topic okay uh do you want to talk about how people get banned from youtube yes all right Alex Jones is banned from YouTube, I believe, right? It was YouTube and Facebook, right? Um, YouTube and Facebook. Uh, Twitter has yet to ban him. But as you know, Uh, I'm sorry, what were you saying? uh, Twitter, Twitter did something, didn't they? I don't think they did anything. Oh, Twitter, Twitter said... It was something like Twitter said that they that, that he broke their rules, but they don't care or something. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, because it's the same thing with uh, Donald Trump is that even though he breaks the rules on a daily basis, he brings them a lot of people. And so they don't care pretty much. That's that's pretty much what they said. So Alex Jones, if you don't know who he is, is um, uh, a liar. That's that's pretty much what he is. He sits there and he lies to people uh, all day. And like he'll say things like, what was it? The the chemicals in the water turning the frogs gay? Oh, that's one of the big ones, yeah. Yeah, one of the big ones is that. Uh, another uh, another one, is, one is that uh, Sandy Hook. Um, Sandy was, Hook was all child actors. I was, in a ease, I was easing into that. No, no, I'm just... You're just, just going, going right into there. it? Yes. Okay, yeah. so he tried saying Also, that, interdimensional goblins. Yeah. Uh, he thinks that Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama are literal demons from hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was also one of the people that, you know, of course, Obama was born in Kenya. Of course, he, oh, he yeah. backed that. 
So he's a huge conspiracy theorist. And the biggest conspiracy, as Rose stated earlier, that has got him in a lot of hot water is the theory that Sandy Hook, the people there were child actors and that nobody actually died at the school and that the parents were lying. Um, they were they were actors as well. They were people that you they're like, oh, you've seen this person in other news things and they're actors and um so Alexis Jones is being uh sued. He's being sued by those people because, you know, they lost their children a few years ago and he goes on there saying how they're all actors and it never happened and it's all a hoax. So he's a bad man. And I'm very, very excited because YouTube has finally banned him from their site. And why did they ban him, Aroa? Uh, I'm, I'm passing the ball speech. to you. I'm passing the ball to you, and you're failing miserably. Hate speech. Hate speech. Hate speech. Community um, guidelines. Yes. So the decision came just hours after the controversial conspiracy theorist Facebook page was similarly removed for alleging... Uh, for allegedly violating his policies on graphic violence and hate speech. Uh, okay. Let's okay. So here's the thing. Now I'm I'm happy about this. I am too. I am very happy as, as well. But how many how many other fucking people on both of these platforms routinely do yeah. the same shit? Right, right, right. But and I agree. Get, don't get taken down. I agree that these people that. The the bad thing about a policy is that if it's not enforced all the time, it's it's you know why did why did Alex Jones get banned? It's like it's like what I was saying earlier with Mixer. My policy is that I don't play games with people who just randomly come in and, and ask to play games with me. If I if I take that policy and I don't stick to it, then I'm a hypocrite. And so I have to I have to say I'm sorry I can't I can't break my own policy. And Twitch, I'm sorry not Twitch. Uh YouTube, Facebook, they are not following their own policies all the time. However, I'm happy that he got banned from there. And just so you know, this isn't a first amendment thing. He still has the right to say whatever he does. And YouTube and Facebook don't have to uh, say don't have to keep them on the platform. They don't have a amendment saying that they have to keep hateful speech on their platforms. So if anybody's out there like, oh, it's his freedom of speech, you're right. He can say whatever he wants, but they also have the right to control what what shows up on their platforms. Um. Do you know what specifically got him removed, or was it just a culmination of things? Um, I don't know if it was anything in particular. Uh, I think they they just said that it was for violating community guidelines. Yeah, they did. It, it was you know what I think it was it was just um, ever growing um, vitriol against people like Alex Jones and these two platforms i know it sounds like i'm like defending him or something but i think it's just that uh both of these platforms are going to use him as a scapegoat and and be like look we we're we're making progress we got rid of alex jones yeah and and what what i find hilarious 
about this is the people who are for Alex Jones getting super mad that he can't throw hate speech or speech that talks about, I I mean, he's made uh, speeches and indications that he wants to shoot Robert Mueller. Um, and, and I would imagine that was part of why he got banned was because he's, you know, he, he said, we need to stop. We need to stop Robert Mueller, Mueller any way we can. And then he made a gun with his hand. Like, what's the implication with that? And so there's the, the he gets banned and there's people that are like, oh, he should be able to, you, you know, use hate speech and blah, 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 blah. And then Maxine Water, I think it was Maxine Waters came out and said that, you know, we need to fight these people. We need to we need to fight to get, you know, control of the House and we need to fight to get control of the Senate. And those same people who defend Alex Jones are like, oh, you lead to you're trying to to say that you need to fight everyone when it was obvious she was talking about metaphorically fighting them by by opposing their ideas and going and voting against them. But yet, you know, those same free speech warriors who want free speech on on for Alex Jones don't want you saying we need to fight against, you know, people that disagree with us. And so I don't know. It's it's nice, nice and hypocrisy there. If if you agree with me, that'd be cool. I, don't I know agree, agree with you. Good, good. That's what you should do. So Alex Jones removed from YouTube, re- removed from Facebook. Here's to removing him from Periscope and Twitter and uh, wherever else. Uh, oh, Periscope is owned by Twitter. I did not know that. Oh, you didn't? Yeah. No, I didn't. Um, his LinkedIn page is still there, though. Isn't LinkedIn owned by Facebook? No. Oh. Owned by Microsoft. Oh, okay. That's why it sucks. Yeah, but literally no one gives a shit about LinkedIn. So no, I I mean I do use LinkedIn every once in a while when I'm like looking for jobs and stuff. Yeah, that's so. that's all anybody uses it for. And yeah, and it's funny because like a lot of websites will be like update your LinkedIn profile as soon as possible whenever anything happens. And it's yeah, like, no, no one actually no one actually looks at LinkedIn. Like they don't go through your LinkedIn profile all that I, often anymore. I, I ended up getting a uh, a message on, um, what was it? I Indeed, a message on Indeed, and the person's like, "Hey, there's this job opportunity in Bend, uh, and, and it pays twelve dollars an hour. Do you want to take this job?" And I'm like, mm, "No, not even a little bit. No, that's eleven dollars less than I was making at my previous job." And $7 less than what I'm making at my current job. So, no, not even a little bit. So, um, and then there was another person who called me. And I had actually applied for this company months ago when I first got laid off. And the 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 person's like, oh, yeah, you're, you know, you're a great candidate. I'm sure you're going to hear back from us. And then they canceled the job. They just decided not to hire for the job, and this was through this was through a staffing company. So the the company that they were staffing for decided not to hire. And so she called me last week, and she's like, "Hey, uh, there's this job, and you are the first person I thought of." And I was like, "That's great. I I have a job, <laughs> so 
I don't I don't need a job. Get fucked. Uh she is I wouldn't say that to her cuz she is gorgeous. She's absolutely yeah. gorgeous. Um which was which was nice. I was being interviewed when I interviewed there. I was interviewed by two of the hottest redheads I've ever seen in my life. So uh I was like I want I want to work with you two, but unfortunately I didn't get the job. And uh yeah, so now now I'm working at a, a lumber mill. Which is, you know, fun, I guess. So yeah, whatever. I don't know where I was going with that. Oh yeah, LinkedIn. Uh nobody's ever messaged me on LinkedIn. No company has ever messaged me on LinkedIn, but on Indeed they have. So you go to make up your upload your resume to Indeed if you're looking for a job because that seems like the place to get a job. Way better than than LinkedIn. Let's move on to our next story. Oh, do you want to take this one? The FCC? Mm-hmm. The FCC one? I posted the links. You should have all these open. FCC's Ajit Pai blames former CIO for bogus DDoS attack claims. Also Obama. Yes, also Obama. Sorry, I had to take a drink of water. Uh- <laughs> Very disappointed that the agency's former chief information officer, David Bray, provided inaccurate information about an alleged cyber attack on the FCC's comment system last summer as the agency was considering new rules to overturn Obama-era net neutrality protections. Reports Gizmodo. So here's the deal. This is all bullshit. Every last word that he is saying is a lie. Oh, yeah, there's no there's no documentation showing that there was a DDoS attack. Yeah, well, no, not even that. He's trying to say that he didn't know it. That So basically what happens is, is saying that there was a DDoS attack when there wasn't a DDoS attack is actually a felony. It's It's actually against the law if he knowingly said because he had he had to say this um like under oath oh and he said that there was you know there was some sort of thing or whatever and if he knowingly said that while under oath he could face jail time because Mm. it is actually a crime to lie intentionally in court that's why uh, we have like pleading the fifth because you can't you you don't have to incriminate yourself, and yeah. and you can't lie in court. So if you go up on if you go up on trial, or uh, you're like to trying to defend somebody, you're like a witness in another thing. You can plead the fifth because you it makes it so that you can't you're not lying. You're just not saying anything because you know it would incriminate yourself, even if it incriminates someone else. And so I think it says even in this article that this was, you know, this is the case and this is why he keeps saying that. Uh, It says here, the inspector general report tells us what we knew all along. The FCC's claim that it was the victim of a DDoS attack during the net neutrality proceedings is bogus. Um, I want to thank the officer inspector general. This is what Pai has said. 
He says, I want to thank the Office of the Inspector General both for its thorough effort to get the to the bottom of what happened and for the comprehensive report it has issued. With respect to the report's findings, I am deeply disappointed that the FCC's former chief information officer, who was hired by the prior administration and is no longer with the commission, provided inaccurate information about this incident to me, my office, Congress, and the American people. This is completely unacceptable. And so he's trying to, uh, it says here again in the article, he's trying to divert blame away from his office. And he is also fingered, uh, also fingered as responsible Obama leftovers who he suggested were culpable for failing to inform him that they disagreed with Bray's claims. When everyone knew, I knew it and you knew it, that when he came out and said that they were under a DDoS attack with the net neutrality regulations, like with the uh, when people were using the comment system, we all knew that this was a lie. You knew that it was a lie, didn't you? Oh yeah, yeah. It and was, so it was way too. It's way too convenient. Way yeah. way too convenient. Uh. It says, um, if there was an update, it says a statement issued on David Bray's behalf by a friend said that Bray had not been contacted by the FCC Office of the Inspector General and had not seen uh, its reported findings. It says here, quote, there is, has not been any outreach to ask me what, had, what he had seen, observed, on, uh, or concluded during the events more than a year ago on May 17th, or May 2017, sorry. He chose to take a new leadership role last year and is no longer at the FCC. Uh, Swift response ensured the commenting system was up more than 99.4% of the time. Uh, that's about... Uh, that's two points higher than my cloud service provider um, out of the time for the total commenting period. So it's up 99% of the time for the commenting period. But, yeah, I'm I'm saying the FCC, Ajit Pai knew that there was no DDoS attack and he lied about it and he lied to Congress about it. and he And he lied to Congress, which means he's being... He he committed a felony, in my in my estimation. Now I could be wrong, and he could have really been that stupid, but I'm going to assume he knew. And that means that what what does that mean after that? The net neutrality is not getting reinstated because he lied. No, but um, it does. It does put up the the idea of well, one replacing Ajit Pai. Um, well, yeah, but who's going to replace him? Also, Somebody just as bad. It, it pushes for Congress to try to make a decision on what they should do about it. Our Congress has like a thirteen percent approval rating. That's yeah. I'm not <laughs> expecting anything good to come out. No, of it. no, like, it doesn't really matter. Our Congress until, sucks. Until we, until uh, we cut off the the heads of this all the heads of this uh, hydra yeah at once there's there's no point because they'll just keep growing back yeah exactly so uh oh by the way um vote for bernie sanders in 2020 that's uh yeah. that's what i'm gonna do uh i will vote for uh anybody who is not greg walden for congress Greg Walden, as as I may have stated this a few times, uh, a few times he is a piece of shit, 
and he should not be in Congress. He's the, uh, I think he is the Republican, uh, he's a Republican congressman for the second district of Oregon. And he is awful. But he's most likely going to win. I think he won last the last term by 50 points. It was 70% Walden, 20% someone else, and then like 10% miscellaneous. So, unfortunately, pretty sure he's going to win. But I still hate him. Let's move on. Our next story is something you care deeply about. Movie Pass. <laughs> yeah. Well, you care marginally about Movie Pass. I, I I do think that it's it's interesting what's going on here. It is. Uh aren't they raising they're raising prices by five dollars. Yep, but they're also going to make it to where you can't watch unlimited movies, which was the whole idea in the first place. Yeah. Yeah, it, it really was. And so the idea was before you pay ten dollars a month. And we've gone over this before, but if you missed it, uh, you pay $10 a month and you get unlimited movies uh, that they'll just basically pay for. So, and, and the idea is that you'll watch a movie every two months and they'll make a profit. And there's some, and, th- and some people will watch more, some people will watch, watch less, but ultimately they were hoping to make a profit. Unfortunately, that doesn't seem to be happening. They they seem not to be making a profit. And now they are changing the, the subscription fees to $15 a month. And you can only watch three movies a month. Is that correct? Um, yeah, I, I think it, th- there's some extra stipulation where it's like you, you can only watch three like big movies or something. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, it says oh, here, yeah, uh, Movie Pass says only fifteen percent or more of it's more than three mil. It has three million users, and they still couldn't manage to make that's, any money. That's that's thirty million dollars a month. Yeah. Okay, so it says fifteen percent. But, 15% but or you more. figure at the, at the same time, if people were buying like, I don't know, five movie tickets every yeah. month they're losing 40 bucks yeah yeah 40 bucks a month uh so it says movie pass says only 15 percent or more of its three million users see four or five movies a month so most customers won't be affected but it'll come as a blow for the diehards who saw as many movies as their plan and time allowed uh, it added that the new plan should also reduce misuse of the system. Last week, the company said it would raise the price of the plan from $10 to $15 per month. Uh, but that's no longer the case, apparently. So, okay, we, we, we lied to you. I'm sorry. So it did say that they were going to raise the price from $10 to $15. But in order to keep the price down, they're just lowering the amount of movies you can see. Oh, okay. I don't know. Do I like that? I mean, you're still paying $10 to watch essentially three movies a month, right? It's still a good deal. It really is, because that would cost you around 30 more than $30 in some places. Yeah, easily. So I'm thinking 
that movie pass is still a good deal and that if you're interested if you watch a lot of movies this would still be a good way to watch movies because as they say in this article the majority of people don't watch more than three movies a month like the majority of people watch they go to the theater once or twice a month tops am i out of league by saying that okay so i'm thinking that i don't subscribe you don't have a subscription to that you don't like movies right no not nowhere near enough like the movies that i do like are all from like 10 years ago or they're released on the internet anyway Uh, they're not going to be in theaters anytime soon speaking of which uh the transformers the movie is going to be in theaters i'm not sure when sometime next month the transformers the transformers the movie that is the name of the movie and that is Mm. the animated movie that was released in the 80s you know you've got the touch you've got you've got yes that song is from that movie has Leonard Nimoy in it? You're a terrible person. I don't know what the fuck are you talking about, man. They they made an animated movie based on the cartoon in the eighties. Oh, okay. And they're they're bringing it back to theaters for a day. Just because just, nostalgia sells right now. Yes, just because nostalgia sells. And so I told my friend Timmy, and he is very excited. He loves that movie. I watched it. And I had no idea what was going on. Not even a little bit. So, uh, get Movie Pass if you like movies and you go to the movies uh, two or three times a month because then it will save you money. $10 a month. And it will help keep them alive, which would be helpful, I would imagine. They would like to uh, stay alive. And let's move on to our next story. Ooh. This is one you can't use because you have an iPhone still, right? Yeah. Uh, are you going to try to get Android Pie 9 or Android 9 Pie on your uh, on your iPhone? No. Why not? That doesn't make any sense. But you can you can jailbreak it and put your own Android, no. Android 9 Pie. Why not? No, that's not how it works. People, <laughs> there, somebody, somebody managed to do that a long time ago, uh, but nobody's bothered since then. I, I would imagine not. I mean, I, I would gather it would run just fine because the, oh, the iPhone has okay specs. Okay. Thanks for, thanks for taking over there when what? I was taking a drink. I wanted you to talk oh. while I was taking a drink. You said the iPhone has okay specs. I thought you were going to keep talking. Nope, I had to take a drink. <laughs> Our chemistry is unparalleled in this podcast. Look, I can't, I can't see that you're drinking. Jeez. Well, yeah, we we should start a a call next time. That's what we could do. A video, um, a video call. Yeah, we could start a video call, and then we could see hey, each other. You want to see my naked body? Um, I've seen it before. Seen it before in real life. It's true. Okay, so Android Nine Pie. I don't know why it's called that. Uh, that is out now. It is on Pixel devices. It is on certain phones, like I think some of the higher end phones, and it's coming later to other phones. And Android Nine Pie is the newest version of Android. 
Um, it's on Pixel phones 2018. Uh, to 2019 for other phones and it's of course a free update um unlike any mac updates that are are purchased i don't know how how those work i i know you used to have to purchase mac updates you haven't had to buy mac updates since snow leopard okay okay wasn't like 30 bucks too uh Um, yeah something like that yeah the the uh, you know what if you okay i take it back if um if you wanted lion um, you had the option of buying it on physical media. Oh, okay. It was like it was like twenty bucks for a flash drive with Lion on it. So the first phones that will get Android Pie are Google Pixel Two, uh, Pixel Two XL, Pixel Pixel XL, and the Essential Phone. Which that's kind of surprising. I know that's just <laughs> random. Um. <laughs> December, the ones that will get it by December 21st are uh, Sony phones, Xiaomi, uh, HMD Global, Oppo. I don't even know what an Oppo phone is. Uh, Uh, They make make some pretty all right um, iPhone ripoff phones. Oh, okay. And uh, they they do some some interesting stuff. There's an Oppo Find, I think is is the name of it. I think they're the ones that have the pop-up camera. Oh, I love that. I love that. I, I like it, but at the same time, it's like, wow, that is so obviously going to break oh, very yeah. quickly. Yeah, yeah, it's going to break, but I still love the idea. Um, the Vivo is another is another manufacturer. Uh, OnePlus phones and then select Android One phones will get them. We'll get this update before... December 21st or at December 21st. Um, And then other ones are going to be released very late 2018, early 2019. And it has some new features, which I like. Adaptive battery life, which I will say um, their battery life stuff, it actually works. Um, It's it's increased my uh, Google Pixel's battery life by quite a bit. So... Very, very excited about that. Um, Android Pie has been designed to give you more consistent battery by using on-device machine learning to figure out which apps you'll use in the next few hours and which which ones you won't use until later, uh, if at all. With 30% uh, re-education and CPU app wake-ups for apps, Adaptive Battery helped us eke out a few more hours of device use when we tested it, and now the software is final. It should be even better. So... That's good. That's good. Any more battery life is always a good thing. Um, what do you think, Aurora? I mean, whatever. Okay, good. Good. I'm happy to. <laughs> the, happy the, to bat- hear that. the battery mm. life, battery life on Android phones has never been great. Yeah. Hopefully, this will do something. But Project Volta left something to be desired. What's and I don't Project have a whole Volta? Lot of confidence. That was um, a thing with Android. Seven, okay. maybe. So it says, uh, um, but it, it, its whole purpose was to increase battery life. Yeah, they've also tweaked adaptive brightness, uh, and it says according, according does, to this, does that seem like just the most throwaway extra feature to you? It does. It, does to me. it really does. It says uh, current auto brightness settings aren't good enough, according to Google, and that's why it's giving uh, phone makers a more power efficient way to calibrate phone screen brightness based on both environment and learned behavior. 
Uh, Google calls this adaptive brightness and claims that 50% of users who tested the Android feature have stopped manually adjusting the brightness because of it. So, cool. What about the other 50%? That doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't really help. <laughs> it's not even 51%. It's 50, exactly <laughs> half of the users that tested. That's like if I mean, you were, uh, that's like if you uh, if you were like in a uh, in an election or something and they're like all right so you got 428 votes your uh <laughs> your opponent got 428 votes you win <laughs> you win <laughs> why uh we flipped a coin oh okay um they added in app actions uh, Google is inserting more prediction tools into its app drawer. Uh, previously, you'd see a top row of predicted, predictive, bleh, predicted apps, normally based on usage history. Uh, Android Pie goes a step further with app actions that predict what you'll do next. And these short, shortcuts sit a row underneath the predictive apps icon. Now, I will say this. I have used that once. Yeah. <laughs> And that's because yeah. I have a friend who I consistently talk to on WhatsApp. And so it's like, oh, you talk to this person on WhatsApp and it just has that person's name there and I can click on it and talk to them. Yeah, so, I, like my iPhone has the same kind of thing uh, where if you swipe down to get to the search thing, um, it'll have apps that it thinks that you're going to use soon right right i, I think i've tapped on those maybe all of twice ever right um they're, they're so incredibly useless um, and they, uh in the in the same vein as the next feature the next feature which is even a feature yet they, it's not even there it says here <laughs> on this article from tech radar uh you won't see app slices until later this year but Google has issued an API to developers to create more shortcuts around its operating system interface. This is starting in search, of course. After all, this is Google. The best example of the Google I.O. was uh, the ride-hailing app Lyft. Searching for Lyft will provide the uh, app as an answer, but also shortcuts to your top destinations like work and home, each with a price already listed. Actually, that sounds kind of neat if you just search for Lyft and it tells you go home and it gives you a price yeah, and everything. I mean, that, that's cool and all that. It's just, I don't know how often I ever search for apps that I want to open. Yeah, I know. Exactly, right? Uh, app slices like, via the search bar. Can I have I, an app for? Right. Well, you do. Oh, well, yes, you don't. You just have apps all on the screen because iPhones, yep, just, they really swipe need... swipe over to that page. They <laughs> really need to uh, to fix that because it's not good. No, they, they they said at uh, WWDC, not this year. It might have been last year where they were like, "Well, a lot of our users like to uh, like to search to find the apps they want." So we made search uh, really easy to get to all the time. So that's their solution: is just just fucking search. I don't know. Just just don't create an app drawer and make it easy for people. <laughs> no. Just make it don't make an app drawer make it easy for people and then have like a home screen where you can actually put icons that you want to use no you get you get five buttons on the bottom if you have a big phone you get 
four normally, I think. No, yeah, five. it's four. It's four. Um, no, 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 wait. Let me, I, can, I don't know. No, it's four. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, it's four. Apps, uh, the only reason I know that is because uh, my the CEO of where I work has an iPhone that I had to train him how to use. Apps slices via the search bar can extend to Google Photos, too. If you look up uh, Hawaii, for some reason I want to read it as Huawei, and I was like, no. If you look up, that's a phone company. Yeah, if you look up Hawaii, you'll see photos from vacations, for example. And uh, checking into a hotel may soon be easier when you look up your hotel name instead of having to wade through the clunky third-party app. You may be able to just select check in. All right, this is the one I wanted to talk about. Android Pie navigation changes. They added in WebOS pages. <sighs> I mean, kind of. They totally did. This it's is... very, very similar. It's it's yeah. just taking yeah. it's taking the old stack setup and just spreading it out to where they're into individual pages. Pages. Yeah. So um, when you press the button on the bottom right, that brings up all of your your apps that are used. It instead of displaying them kind of stacked and you scroll up and down to see them, you can scroll left to right and it shows each one individually. That uh, button doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, it does. Not in nine. Uh, it exists for me. You're the on little, nine? Yeah, the little square button on the bottom right. From all the screenshots, they got rid of the, the overview button, and now you like swipe up from the bottom or something. Uh, nope, nope. I will, I will give you pictures. I am sending you pictures right now as yeah, I talk. Like all the, all so, the pictures, they... So I am they going. Have, have it gone. I thought I, they were getting rid of that because that I was am, pissing me off. Yeah, uh, just uh, keep talking because I'm sending you pictures right now. Uh, hopefully, nothing dirties on them. There you go. Oh there, yeah, that was go. that was something I wanted to mention. Was like, so what you're saying is, if you search like in in the search thingy for like I don't know, lift. Uh, well, no. If you search for like, Oops. yeah, and then like, what if it? What if it's like you give your phone to your girlfriend, and then she like, I don't know, starts typing something, but it happens to be the beginning of one of her friends' names, and then she just sees a Google Photos album pop up of like all these pictures of one of her best friends on yeah. your phone. That would seems be like weird. it could seems like it could go pretty poorly. That does. Uh, I have a friend, and uh, this is going off topic, but it reminds me of autocorrect. And my friend Wendy, who I talked to on Snapchat, the only person I talked to on Snapchat because the messaging system in Snapchat is awful. Uh, well, I guess that's a lie. I do talk to you in Snapchat sometimes. So uh, I mentioned something about going to my friend Ricky's house. You know Ricky, right? The... the a little bit. Um, yeah, I know his name. Uh, and I said, you know, I'm going over to Ricky's house. And she said, Ricky. And the autocorrect wanted, or the auto type thing, so autofill or whatever, it, she typed in Ricky, and the autofill suggestion was, is too fat. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. <laughs> And she's like, oh my god, my autofill is so mean. 
Um, but yeah, so they added in WebOS pages, which we'll talk about WebOS, WebOS later. Um, it says volume slider and screen rotation fixed. I kind of like the new, uh, the new volume slider. You press the button and then it shows up on the little right, on the right hand side. Well, and it also only controls media volume, right? Uh, media volume. And then you press, yeah, it controls different volume levels though. You can still. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, because before, uh, I think they even mentioned it in, in the article, uh, you'd like, sometimes it would control the volume of the ringer. Sometimes it controls the media volume. Yeah. And, uh, then they also brought in, if you press the power button and up on the volume button, you can switch between like vibrate or, or ring. So you can turn it on to vibrate only with just a little, little command. So they, they realized that having that shortcut is really nice on iPhones. It really is. I didn't know that. Um, Pressing the vol, yeah, it says pressing the volume keys will now adjust the media volume instead of sometimes, but you're not quite sure when controlling the ringer volume. The ringer can be turned off and on through a software toggle button when you adjust the volume. Your reaction may be like ours. Why wasn't this always this way? Uh, you can also manually control screen orientation. This is done via a pop-up icon that appears when you rotate the screen. You won't be, uh, you won't have to rely on the phone to often mistakenly rotate the screen for you. Um, and then Android Android Pie Digital Wellbeing. Uh, it says here that my message to you was not sent. Uh, but it says oh. no, no secret use our smartphones too much, and you probably do. Um, like a Fitbit tracker gauges for activity and informs the motivate to motivate you. Google's Android Pie update includes a digital well-being dashboard to monitor how long you've been using your phone and specific apps. Blah. Don't don't try to control me. You don't know me, phone. <laughs> I do what I want. Uh, making oh, and they're also uh the Google Pixel Three is gonna have a notch. Um, I don't from all the that. rumors, I don't want that either. But they're making room for more Android notch displays, so they're making Gross. it, make it kind of making the middle area of the upper part, like where it would have like uh, text message alerts and Wi-Fi and stuff. They're making that wider in the center so that the notch could be there and still be able to see all the icons. That's stupid. Just it don't is. have notches. It, it really is. Notches are dumb. Um, yes, yes, it is. Yes, so I really hate. That's why I like the um, the Oppo phone. That's why I like the little camera coming out because it you can have a full screen and no notch and still have a selfie camera. Because that's the only reason why they really put that there is for the camera. Which I don't get that either because like, what? Where's the speaker go? I don't know. Where is the speaker? Uh, is it underneath the glass? Sometimes they can put it underneath that, the glass and then the glass vibrates. That must sound like shit though, right? No. They actually they actually make it sound fine in like TVs and stuff do it. Huh. Yeah, it's uh because they're able to like utilize the glass's reverberation and like tune it just right so that actually sounds pretty good. Hmm. I don't I don't know how they do it, okay? They're way smarter than I am. But I know it's done. 
So deal oh, with okay. it. Okay, hold on. All the buttons are still there. I thought they were just uh, reducing it down to that one dot in the middle. Maybe that's just that launcher. Yeah, maybe that's just the screenshot too. I'm not sure. Like maybe I don't know if there's any like controls for how to control that or anything. So I I, I mean I saw it at, at uh, I O where they were talking about or showing off that like you have this little button and you you swipe it to the left and then it shows all your old apps and yeah I don't yeah want, I don't want that just give me the buttons let me let me have a menu button give me the menu button back yeah What's so wrong what's so wrong about the menu button I don't know you know what I want I want more emulators on the Android that aren't the crap sorry uh, about the wording of it I'm trying to get, segue okay just get arch right that's whatever true. uh arch Linux or whatever um no uh retroarch retroarch right right so uh i'm trying to segue and it's poor so we're just going to transfer where do you get your emulator uh emulators and roms from roa uh well usually i'd go to emuparadise.com emuparadise is that sounds like a really good site it was it was great it was paradise for emus it's it's now dead. That's that's the implication we're giving here is that it's not actually dead. It's still a website um, that talks about retro games and stuff, but they have taken down their ROM section, which is so he's really taken down links for all games that are no longer offering any ROM downloads. Yeah, which is it's depressing because that's where I would go to get um, like because you can only download games that you own which is what I would do. But what I would do is like with Xenosaga, I would go to EMU Paradise and download the game ROM and put that onto my hard drive on my uh, modded PS2. That way I didn't have to use and wear down the the 20-year-old disk drive in my PlayStation 2. So it's unfortunately um, they've taken those down and... What I really don't get, and I know why they're doing this, and we've covered this story previously, is that Nintendo is cracking down. I think it's $150,000 per ROM or something like that. That is it's owned some horse shit for like, that, yeah. of course, Nintendo would do. And so they're cracking down and trying to sue people. And so EMU Paradise just wants to avoid the, the lawsuit that they're going to get. And... So they're just like, you know what we're going to do? We're just going to avoid this and take down the ROMs preemptively before we get sued by Nintendo. And they even took down the music. Yeah, yeah. So very, very sad. And unfortunately, I, we're going to see this. Most ROM sites are going down, unfortunately. Um, yeah, I'm sure a lot of the ones that aren't just blatantly waving in the face of copyright law yeah there was one that i used i'm sorry what was that you're still gonna have like uh like playstation iso and and uh yeah 3d 3ds iso and and like the forum sites that have all sorts of rampant copyright yeah and the in the pirate the pirate bay well like sure i guess that still exists in some well, right, Wait. right, but like torrenting, you're still have gonna have people yeah. torrenting it. Oh yeah, and, yeah, definitely. 
it's just it's really really upsetting because this was a really good way to not only to not only just kind of get roms and not not of course not roms that you don't own but to kind of keep your older systems like mine i have a 18 year old disk drive in my playstation 2 and those disk drives were already notoriously bad and and degraded pretty rapidly anyway and now they have and so i i have a hard drive that i load the my legit games on and i can play those games without having to worry about hardware failure other than maybe the graphics card and stuff like that right but it was also a way to kind of preserve game history cuz some of those games are games that have never been re-released and they're incredibly rare, like Mr. Gimmick. You are never going to be able to play Mr. Gimmick on any Nintendo console. No. Because I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. It's a, it's a game that was only released in, like, Europe. And you can buy it, but it is incredibly rare for the... And it was at the end of the lifespan of the regular Nintendo. And now it's gone. Because and it's not on Emu Paradise, and there's pretty much no legit way for you to buy that game. So a lot of people ended up pirating it and playing it because it's actually a really fun game. So a lot of these games are are going to be lost to time if we don't have some sort of online preservation, at which Nintendo refuses to do. They won't even bring back the Virtual Console. Because they're they're greedy. Screw Nintendo. Uh, also, yeah, Octopath yeah, Traveler is really good, and and I'm probably gonna get Super Smash Brothers. So. Oh, I'm getting Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> you fucking bet you. <laughs> We're terrible. But people. you know what? I, I pirated WarioWare. Did you? Yeah. You're you're a bad. Per- they're gonna charge you a hundred. They're gonna charge Reet Entertainment one hundred and fifty thousand dollars for that. Uh, $150,000 for the game that normally costs, what, like 40 Yeah. I don't know. Uh, let's move on. We have one more story to talk about. It's another phone story. I, back in the day, years ago, had a Palm Pixie. Not the Palm Pre, the Palm Pixie, which was... Wait, uh, the, but the Pixie, wait... The Pre had better specs, right? Right, 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 right. But the Pixie was smaller. And cheaper. Yeah. So I bought the Pixie because I was cheap and poor. Mainly poor. I should have got the Pre, honestly. Uh, that it was had, what my mom had. Yeah, and I liked it. I really liked it. And I love the um I love this the the OS on it. The the web OS. Yep. And LG uh, has been sitting on for a long time. It was it LG that bought them? I thought it was a different company. I, it was either LG Lenovo. bought it and then Dell bought it from them, or Dell bought it and then LG bought it from them. No, it was HP. No, it was HP. HP. It was HP. Was yeah, it. yeah. Um, so HP bought them, and they have they have WebOS, and I think they use it in TVs. Uh, they did. I don't know if they still do, but yeah, yeah. That was yeah, that was where it ended up because they tried a couple of WebOS tablets and that did not go well. Oh, I really wanted. There was a a time when they had one of those WebOS tablets go up on eBay. They were just selling off their stock, and so it was like a hundred bucks. Yeah, 
and I really wanted to buy one. Really fucking like for what they were, they were really nice. Yeah, it's just nobody nobody wanted something that didn't run iOS or Android. Yeah, or Android, I guess. But it's really everybody wants an iPad if you want a tablet. Well, and and back then, uh, Android tablets weren't even as popular as they are now because this was like five or six years ago. They were fucking garbage then. They're acceptable now. Yeah, I mean, I have a, I have a Fire tablet, and it works fine. Uh, fucking my the Fire tablet I got for my cat is worth about that. It's worth being used by a cat. You, I forget that you bought your a tablet for your cat. <laughs> yep. Why do you not have a video of that? I don't know. You know how many I views really... you'll get on YouTube for that? Yeah. Anyway, he so, so if you're if you're not paying attention, Aroa literally did buy his cat a tablet so that she can play games. Yeah. Cuz she she plays games on the tablet. Yep. She just she just paws at it constantly. She do, she'll do it to anything, any any smart device. Anything that looks like it has a screen on it. Yeah. She'll just she'll just jump on it and then just bat at it constantly and don't i don't know why she does it yeah so uh he he decided to buy what was forty dollars it was like a forty dollar tablet yeah yeah it's just the amazon like the fire tablet eight eight or seven or whatever yeah whatever the fuck it was and uh he doesn't have a video of it but we're getting off trap off topic palm we're going back to talking about palm they're releasing a new phone a new Palm uh, phone. Oh, yeah. I hope that it runs like a brand new operating system that's really pretty and stuff. Or like even like an updated version of Web. Oh, it's running Android. Oh. Yeah. And it's not a high-end phone. That's another thing. It's, mm. a, it's a low-end phone. It says Recap. Palm was an early innovator of the PDA and smartphone categories, of course. I'm sure you've heard of it. Palm Trio, the Palm Pre, Palm Pixie. uh, They had the Palm PDA tablets in the 90s. It underestimated the impact Apple's iPhone would have on the industry. Additional strategic mishaps, like the Palm Pre, uh, uh, on just one carrier in the U.S. proved equally fatal. Yeah, that's, that's probably stupid. Yeah. Uh, word around the water cooler is that earlier this year suggested prom with Palmer prepping a new smartphone for launch in the second half of 2018. Um, and it's not good. It's not good at all. So the new Palm device has a 3.3 inch screen. Oroa. I'm actually not, not upset about that. Oh yeah. You like using one hand, don't you? Yeah, I I like uh I like the idea of having a smaller screen phone. Okay, three point three inch is a little too small. Maybe, <laughs> yeah, like but... maybe maybe four inch would be fine. Yeah, four in- four inches would be would be good. Yeah, I'm gonna clip that out. Um, clip what out? <laughs> four inches <laughs> would be good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it has a 720p screen, which to be fair, at three point three inches, probably yeah, looks great. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it has a Qualcomm Snapdragon 435 processor. I want to say that's weak. 
it, it's their it's snap or qualcomm's like cheap soc but um yeah i i want to say the moto g3 um uses a slightly older version of the 400 series and mine isn't terrible and it, it i think has well it has a larger screen but i don't know what the resolution on it is it might still be 720p yeah but in any case it, it's a definitely a functional phone so right it's a, it's a functional a processor deal. uh here's another yeah. thing that actually surprised me it has three gigs of ram that's pretty surprising though at the same time with how fucking terrible android is it it mean you gotta have a lot of ram or else it won't work well that's true. Uh, my, I think my Pixel has four gigs, though. So yeah. that's pretty shocking. Um, it has 30, 32 gigs of local storage. I don't know if it has a micro SD card slot. But if it, it has... doesn't say anything about it, I, I wouldn't think that it does. And it, yeah. looking at the, at the screenshots, it, or, well, you know, the render, it doesn't look like it has any space for an SD card slot. No. Um, it and it has even a, have a headphone jack. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. It doesn't have a headphone jack, but it does have an 800 milliamp hour battery. Now that, that is worrisome. Yeah, that's really small. That is a real fucking small battery, and especially for an Android device. And I know it sounds like I'm just shitting all over Android, but you got to figure, what's the, hold on, let me check. What is the Moto G battery probably a 25 or 3200 milliamp battery 2300 million 2300 okay so and it's that's three that's times that all th- three yeah, times roughly. the amount yeah yeah a little, a little less than three times the size and um that phone gets mediocre battery life and it has pretty much the same processor just from it's the slightly older yeah it it, it <laughs> yeah the screen on the moto g is bigger i want to say it's like a 4.7 inch screen but i 800 milliamp hour yeah that's gonna not last very long that's something you would expect out of like an old dumb phone mm-hmm. like i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure i have a slider phone with a battery bigger than that <laughs> excuse me for one moment keep talking uh, like it's, it's just, this is bad. And yes. the lack of, lack of headphone jack, that's it's oh. going to be running an already outdated version of Android. Yeah. 8.1. Like, and it's going to be it, a Verizon exclusive, which is wow. Just way to fucking completely ruin everything. Yeah. <laughs> like what, what are they thinking? Like what is what is this? Who who are they trying to market it to? Who uh, is on Verizon that is that is going to want to buy this little fucking piece of shit phone that's barely even qualified to be a pay-as-you-go thing that you pick up at Walmart? So it says here, um, it says that their speculation is that it's it would be okay if it was an ultra affordable, um burner emergency phone for kids yeah like that's the only way that anybody sees this being used. like say it's it's a hundred bucks or 99 bucks 
and you buy it so that you can contact your kids when you need to talk to them. That's the only thing I can think of. Or if somebody like, like if I had a bigger battery, honestly, um, I could see you that, getting a phone like that. I would get a phone like this if it was like a hundred bucks and it had a bigger battery. Sure. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Um, I, I look forward. So if, if they come out with this, uh, I'm going to buy this for Aroa and he's going to be, if, if they come up with like a AT&T uh, version of this phone, I'll buy it for Aroa and then he could do a review for the site. I'll make him use it for like two weeks. What do you, th- what do you think about that Aroa? I mean, whatever I can make do. <laughs> um, so, so I'm really mad. I, w- I wish they were using WebOS or oh, something. They don't have the rights to it anymore. Oh, they don't? No, why would they? HP bought them, bought it. I thought, but, but I thought that HP bought Palm. No, I think HP just bought WebOS. Oh, so Palm's still a company? Um, Palm, because I thought I thought that Palm was purchased like oh, no. all of it. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, okay, acquired by HP. So HP owns the owns Palm, the Palm brand, and they own WebOS. So they could have released a WebOS, like an updated version of WebOS, with this phone. No, let's be fair. Nobody's gonna buy this phone anyway. So why not make their own OS? Yeah. Um. Anyway, excuse me. My throat is <clears throat> clogged You're up dying, today. Apparently. Yeah, apparently. That's okay. I think it's just really stuffy in my room right now because I have the air conditioning off and all the doors closed. Um. Yeah, so that's our, our podcast for the day. We went an hour and 35 minutes. So... We should uh we should end this thing and wrap it up and by asking Aroa where can we find you? I'm on Twitter at Aroa. Okay. I'm on Twitch at Aroa one three three seven. You should use Mixer. Uh, you, I'm on YouTube as well. Uh, also, he never Aroa posts. Never post anything. Um, I also uh. Would like to recommend that you check out uh, NathanIsGay.online. Did you actually make that? Why don't you go there and find out? I I don't want to. I don't want to. I'm not launching an incognito mode right now. It's not done yet. Um, But... NathanIsGay.online. Okay. Oh, it's download. Oh, you you have the MP3. That's all it is. It downloads yeah. the MP3. Okay. So I'm going to make a. I want to make a website, and all it does is just say Nathan is gay in the screen, and it plays that song over and over again. Are you hosting this yourself? Yes. Did you buy the domain Nathan is gay yes, dot? Yeah. Yes, I did.
You 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 go through way too much just to do this. <laughs> it's okay. I uh I I made an Instagram and I was taking pictures intentionally really bad pictures. Just like pictures of walls or like the top of desks. And the reason I did that was because I wanted the most boring looking Instagram ever. Just boring photos, like just like a picture of just like a brown wall. Okay. And I did this for months. Every day I would, I would, you know, put one or two pictures that were just awful. All because I wanted to see my friend Lexi and take a picture of her and put it on Instagram. Implying that she is very boring and it would fit right. the Instagram. So that's that's definitely going above and beyond. I did. I did go above and beyond to be a jerk to my friend. Um any, anyway, you can find me, Nathan Reeton Spruth, uh on Mixer at mixer.com forward slash Reeton. You can find me on Twitter at Reeton. You can find me on YouTube, re- uh, youtube.com forward slash Reeton. Uh, also, youtube.com forward slash Reeton Entertainment. And you can find my website, reetonentertainment.com. The podcast that you just listened to, which I don't know why I don't do this at the beginning, but you can listen to on Stitcher. You can listen to on TuneIn. You can subscribe on iTunes. You can subscribe on Google Podcasts. Um... Is there anything I'm missing? I no, applied no, no. I applied for Spotify and they have not accepted me. I mean, if Alex Jones was on there, certainly you can get on there, right? Right. Yes, because I am more intelligent than Alex Jones. But I'm also less crazy. So um just, uh, just get enlightened about the interdimensional goblins. Oh yes, that's true. And uh the frogs turning gay because of chemtrails. Yeah. Um and then actual demons uh, existing in the world. I need to listen to, to more about that. Yeah, the negative energy demons that are uh, making our emotions worse uh, so that they can control our bodies. No, that's Scientologists. You're confusing the Scientologists with Alex Jones. What if... Oh, wait, you're saying that... Oh, I thought I thought you were saying the Scientologists were the negative energy demons trying to control our bodies. <laughs> yes, that's it. Yes, they are the negative energy. Demons. Alex Jones was trying to warn us about Scientology all this time. It's true. Yes, um, we're making up our own conspiracy theories. Anyway, thank you for listening. We will be here again next week, and uh, we'll probably have less stories to talk about. So, thank you for being here, Roa. No problem. Goodbye. Bye.